Welcome to the podcast where relationships, confidence, and determination all converge into an amazing heartfelt experience. This is Speaking from the Heart. Welcome back to episode number 24 of Speaking from the Heart. Today we have a photographer making her very first appearance on any podcast, and she is the very first photographer that I've had on the show, and I was really excited to be interviewing her because she is a fantastic lady that I got to know, not only on a personal level before the show, but even afterwards, being able to hear her story. We're interviewing Elizabeth Brown. She lives in Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania, very close to where our offices are located, with speaking from the heart. And she is the owner and operator of Brown Haven Photography, where she started her photography journey in 2016. And although it has been a struggle and also a story worth redeeming, she has been able to go through life and even going through operating a business with the struggle of math and numbers, which we all have one point or another. I know my fellow business owners would feel that. She used to take photos to make herself feel beautiful, but she also realized it was expensive to get photos done. So her mission for her business is to provide opportunities for those that have low-income situations for her clients in order to provide photography. In 2020, she learned that she has dyscalculia, which is about the struggle with math and numbers, which we talk about in the interview for a little bit. But as somebody that has struggled personally with confidence when it comes to work and being able to overcome imposter syndrome, this was one of my very first guests in which I truly, truly, truly resonated with what her story has been all about. And I know that for all of us, no matter what background you have, no matter what struggle there is, there is something to be learned from this remarkable lady. Let's go to the episode. All right. We have Elizabeth Brown with us. Elizabeth, thanks for speaking from the heart with us today. Well, thanks for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I have to say, right before we hit the record button, I let you know that you are setting the trend as being the first photographer on speaking from the heart. And that is a coveted honor to have. So congratulations. I'll make sure I'll get you a sticker so that we can pin it onto your chest before you go today. <laughs> oh, I will wear it proudly. Awesome. Liz, I already let the audience know about what you do for a living. And my very first question for you is, why did you get started with photography? What made you interested in that? I would go get photos taken of myself. I love the 1950s, so I would dress pinup. And it made me feel amazing to see myself because I'm a big girl. I've been big my whole life and put down for that and shamed for that. But dressing up and seeing myself, just how beautiful I am, it was just an incredible feeling. And I wanted to do that for others. I wanted to provide that self-esteem and that self-worth for other people. And also it's very expensive. So there's families and people in general, there's a lot out there that can't afford to do that for themselves. And that's what really pushed me into learning how to do this. I wanted to provide affordable photography that would make people feel amazing about themselves. It's funny that you say that because I often see people that want to charge a thousand, five thousand. $10,000 for a photo shoot that might be over a weekend for those higher packages. And it's absolutely insane because 
I know that there are people that need those for, especially in my business, helping to get their next job or make themselves feel a lot better about themselves because they're lacking self-confidence. I'm curious, even with those sort of things in mind, why do you do it for a discounted rate? I mean, does that make you feel that it might be hard for you to do that business that you're doing with photography? In other words, why do you help people with giving them value that way? I do it because I enjoy the art of it. I have found my passion and some, finally something that I'm pretty good at. I don't consider myself top-notch photographer. There's so much that I don't know how to do. And I know that others are going to be better at it than I am. But I do this because I enjoy it. I want to do it. And I love being able to do this for people. And for me, it's not about the money. It's providing a service that somebody who couldn't afford it could finally afford it. Walk me through this. I'm wondering who has been an influence in your life to allow you to go into an industry like this? Because it's easy enough. And I have to say for my business, I know I get this all the time. Well, anybody can be a life coach. Anybody can be a coach, period. What makes you different? And I have to explain to them that, yeah, there are the good coaches. There are the really bad coaches that don't inspire you. But there's also the extremely stay away from these people because they will not help you whatsoever. They will only take your money. I've had some great influences in my life. Who's been maybe one or two influences to help you get started in photography? My high school art teacher, Mr. Worthing. He was absolutely phenomenal. He always saw through my darkness and saw that spark still inside of me through my depression in high school. It got to the point where I was actually in a psych ward for two weeks. And when I came out, he was like, you know what I love about you, Liz? I love that life knocks you down, but you still get up and you dust yourself off. He was always there for me no matter what. When I graduated in 97, I gave him a Father's Day card and I thanked him for everything that he had done for me. For 24 years, I sent that man a Father's Day card until last year because he passed away in October of 2021. So then I couldn't send him a Father's Day card anymore, but I started doing mini sessions right before Father's Day. I give 15 minutes and it's free from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. People can sign up and I gift them family photos. And I do this in honor of him because for 30 years, he gave back to his students and I wanted to continue that memory and honor him for that. He was like one of the biggest things that just kept me going in life. And as far as like finding the photography, some of the gals in the pinup community, they were just like, Liz, you're beautiful as you are. It doesn't matter your size. It doesn't matter what you look like. You are worth who you are. You're not defined by your body size. And so that was another thing. I started hearing that and it started sinking in. I'm not defined by my size. I'm a beautiful person inside and out, and that pushed me to want to do this for other people. You mentioned that you struggled with depression. Without not getting too much into the weeds or if you feel comfortable about it, I have been very open with many of my guests and even myself about the struggles of depression. And I'm just curious, has that been a motivating factor for you to get out of that situation of feeling like you have no hope or maybe have that feeling of not being able to go forward? Because depression, for my audience, 
can have different types of stages and can also be of different severity. And I know that I've been through that myself, but I'm wondering for you, Liz, if there's something that you had experienced that maybe had led you into that feeling, can you share that with us? I think the biggest thing is that when I finally saw it, when I finally saw where my struggles were coming from and the pain, when I came out of that, I realized that I don't want others to have to go through that. And that was another push for my photography to show people that they're amazing and they're incredible and they're beautiful just how they are, regardless of what society standards are. I think my photography, I've found my happiness in that. It keeps me going. I mean, I'm off my medication and everything, I think for about four or five years now. And I definitely see the difference. And it's photography has probably saved me. Wow. I... I'm inspired by you just to hear that because it often takes a big jump from where you were feeling that maybe there was no hope to, I can do this. I really have that opportunity to share it with others. And I'm hoping in an episode after this, that I will be able to share with the audience about something that I did while I was under observation at a mental institution for 72 hours that forever changed my perspective about what the world looks like. But getting back to you, since this is helping you with photography, I wonder if you could walk through with us how you make a client feel beautiful when you do a photo shoot with them. Can you give us kind of an idea of what your practice is and how you do that? Because I never have heard of anybody doing something like this. And it's fascinating to me because it is important for us to see our inner beauty. And I talk about that quite a lot with some of my own clients, but I'm wondering, how do you do that? How do you add your own little taste of inspiration to this process? Well, as I said, I'm a big girl. So when I look through that lens, I'm looking at the person as if it was me there. Would I like that position? Would I feel happy with that capture of myself? If not, I'm usually, no, let's have you just lift this just a little bit, turn this way a little bit. I never make judgment. I never say, oh, we've got that showing. I'm always adjusting and moving people to where if I would feel comfortable that way, then I know that they would be comfortable that way. So it's usually that. And then just cracking jokes. I'm like, listen, if you're going to fall, I'm just going to put it on sport mode and I'm going to catch it as you go down and we're, then we're going to laugh at you. Just stuff like that. So usually cracking the ice and just making them feel like, you know, I'm I'm a friend they've known for years. Do you sense that in working with those sort of people that it's often difficult for them to kind of loosen up? I know I kind of had to make you loosen up a little bit for this <laughs> and make you laugh a couple of times. And I know that for myself, I have to do that when I especially psyching myself up for doing an interview with somebody on my podcast or working with a client, getting them in the mindset of, you got this, you can get in charge. Do you do a little ritual for them <laughs> or something of that nature? Because I think we all have our little quirks that we do when we work with our clients. Again, just chatting with them. I usually talk to them because I'm a mile back in the woods. So a lot of times they're coming to me. And I will tell them about the property and like where the cabin used to be, why I have the tub and where it came from and the hunting club. And usually I'm bringing them into my 
universe, my home and sharing all of the stories with them. Like my cat, Callie, my outdoor cat, she usually shows up. She'll end up in people's photos too. Callie's the best thing. She's my sidekick. It's usually just bringing them into my world and sharing, I guess, I don't know if you've ever heard the thing pebbles. Yes. Um, penguins like to, sh to share pebbles. And usually I'm just sharing all the pebbles. And I think that helps make them feel more comfortable and at ease. I love that you bring your cat into your photography. I think you and my mom would get along very well. She loves her cats as well. And I grew up on a farm for over 20 years before I moved out on my own. So being able to do something like that with even my mom's animals, I should say, would be amazing in itself. When you mentioned your sidekick, it made me think of this. Is there a sidekick in your life that really helps you when you're feeling maybe down about something that might be happening in your life or maybe even some of the tough times that we have as small business owners? Because I know for me, I need that rock myself to help me carry forward. Can you mention, if you feel comfortable enough with it, the person and what they do for you? I have a couple of people, obviously my husband, he's a huge support, but sometimes not in the way that I need it. I have my friend Corinne. She is phenomenal. She's usually the one that's getting photos. I'll send her. I'm like, look at this, look at this. She's been instrumental in me learning my self-worth as well and learning my boundaries. And because I am an empathic person. So normally I'm like, yes, yes, give, give, give. And she's like, Liz, you have to give for yourself. <laughs> you can't pour from an empty cup. I think Corinne, she's been amazing through this journey and I absolutely love her. I think we all need that Corinne in our life that allows us to do that and allows us to say, hey, I know that maybe this is probably not the top of your most important things to see from me right now, but I want to share this with you. Can you give me some thoughts on it? And I have a few people like that, too, as I'm developing things as well. When you were getting started with this business, were you concerned about anything? Was there any fears, aspirations that maybe you had starting out? Maybe some things that you were concerned, but you weren't quite sure how to navigate through them. Could you just share any of those sort of experiences with us and can you also describe how you went through them and how you got to the other side, if you have gotten to the other side? What I'm asking you to do is just be a little wheel with us right now and see where you're at, because I'm really curious as to where you personally stand right now. Yeah, I got my camera in 2016, my very first camera. And with the calculator, however it's pronounced, I didn't know at the time that that's what I had, but I knew growing up, I struggled with math and understanding the concepts of anything that has to do with math, which I know sounds like, oh, everybody struggles with math, but no, it's so much more than that. My aunt at 18, my aunt tried teaching me how to count back change so I could get a job as a cashier. It took her the better part of six months for my brain to comprehend that counting back change. And I'm 44 now, so I can do it, but sometimes I still mess up. Distance and I have no rhythm. All of it is connected. And trying to learn the settings on the camera was so difficult. And I'm self-taught. I've picked up a few things here and there from people, which has been really nice, but I struggled with the fear of, can I really do this? Is this something I'm able to do? And I would try to take pictures of people and 
I felt like this isn't working. People are so hard to capture. Why isn't this working for me? But I was doing okay with like objects and nature and animals. I could do that. I struggled with that confidence that you had mentioned earlier before we started this imposter syndrome. And I still deal with that. I still have imposter syndrome because there's a lot that I still don't know how to do. And I can't offer people what maybe some other photographers can offer. I can only do what I'm able to do. If I keep having those clients and that repetition, that's what helps stick it in my brain. I remember how to do things. But if I go for a period of nobody, then sometimes all that kind of slips away because it doesn't stay because of the disability. It was up until a year ago, I actually called myself an aspiring photographer because I was too afraid to call myself a photographer. I now call myself one, but I cringe when people say like, oh, I've never had professional photos taken. And I'm like, I'm not a professional. But then I have my friends say, Liz, you are a professional. You do phenomenal. And my friends and family, they tell me you're incredible. Your work is incredible. Your work is beautiful. Actually, in 2020, when we had the shutdown, I got TikTok. And so I slowly started posting some of my photos on TikTok and I was having complete strangers tell me, Liz, this is beautiful. Like you do really good. And I'm like, wait a minute, strangers are telling me this. Maybe I can do this. <laughs> I'm still on that journey of finding myself and being proud of what I can do. I don't want to overstep those boundaries. I stay humble. I don't like to gloat about what I'm able to do. I've been looking at some of the photos, which is why I haven't been making eye contact with you. And I have to agree with all those people. I find your artwork, your photography to be incredible with what you do. And you're bringing the essence of essentially that moment alive, whether that is through your lens. We are similar in that nature in that I help people bring the best versions of themselves. That's the mission of my business, your speaking voice, that is really trying to inspire not only this generation, but the next generation that's ahead for being able to do that. And you do it through the visual sense. So that's incredible. I know that you mentioned earlier about not only the things that you've been kind of struggling with, especially with giving yourself identity, specifically the aspiring photographer, instead of calling yourself a photographer. Is there a reason why you have done that? Is there a reason why you have kind of given yourself just that lower level for the longest period of time until recently? I know you kind of started to talk about it a little bit, but I was curious if you want to elaborate a little bit more. A year ago, I finally took that leap and got my LLC. My friend, Laura, she does bookings and stuff like that. They actually own a restaurant here in Carlisle and I was like, do you think I could do this? As a businesswoman yourself, from your perspective, do you think I could do this? Could I actually get my LLC and make my business legit? And she was like, Liz, absolutely. You are phenomenal. And she helped me with that every step of the way with everything, with getting everything signed up with the state, getting the licenses and applying. She, she's been there and even helping me with my taxes. I tried to do it myself this past April to pay my quarterly taxes. And I thought I had it down from the last time we did it. And I get logged in. And I'm looking at everything and I'm texting 
texting or I'm in tears texting Laura. I'm so sorry to bother you, but I don't remember how to do this. I can't do it. Can you please help me? And she's like, Liz, you're not a bother. It's okay. I went over. (laughs) I was so close. I actually was really close to having it. And so now I have a better diagram written down to help me remember how to do it for July. So July 1st, it's in my phone. She's like, Liz, you don't have to pay it on the first. I said, no, no, no. It's going to get paid on July 1st. (laughs) I, I know what you mean because I just opened up earlier this year and I had to pay my quarterly taxes for the first time since I opened the small business. Everything was messed up. I had to get my bookkeeper involved. I had to get someone else involved. It was a struggle. Let me tell you, Liz, high five for you for asking for help because I know that I am just as stubborn sometimes. And my listeners know that because I have to defeat what we just talked about earlier, that imposter syndrome of being, yeah, I can do it. I'm good enough. I can be able to do that. So proud of you. Thumbs up. I'm giving you a thumbs up on that. Thank you. I spent my entire childhood was um, essentially I was written off as unteachable. I had teachers stop looking my way because they were unable to get me to understand how to do those math formulas. At 10th grade, I can remember my pre-algebra teacher. He would be like, anybody have any questions? And I'd raise my hand because I have no clue what the heck just happened. And he didn't even look at me anymore. When I learned about my disability in 2020, I cried for like two days because then my entire childhood made sense. But even going into adulthood, now things make sense. So instead of being embarrassed that I wasn't able to do it, I know that there's reasons why I'm not able to do it. So I'm finding my strength in not being ashamed to ask for that help and that it's okay that I need to ask for help. I'm glad I have Laura on my side. For those that have been wondering, what is Liz actually talking about with that disorder? We were trying to pronounce it before (laughs) we hit the record button, and it has been kind of a struggle for both of us. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to say it once, but it's going to be in the show notes in case you want to read more about what the disorder is. But it's dyscalcula, dyscalcula, D-Y-S-C-A-L-C-U-L-I-A. With all those that might struggle with that, I'm glad that we got to talk to Liz about this today, especially sharing what some of those things are. Liz, I'm really curious because I've been saying to some of my guests when they share testimonies like this, a couple things. I say that you really have two choices in life when it comes to addressing a lot of things. You can either accept it, mellow in it, and not do anything about it. or You could take action, grab the bull by the horns and ride it for all it's worth, knowing that you got something worth sharing. I want you to take a moment and we have listeners that are inspired by your story. I know they are. What would you say to them that are sitting there thinking, man, I'm really appreciative of what Liz is sharing today. I just don't know how to do this. What's one piece of advice that you would share with them to help them get started, whether that is maybe starting a business, whether that is just getting off the sofa and doing what they want to do? What would you say to them that would help inspire them to take that first step? I know that it's so scary to think about taking that leap. And honestly, I still have that fear. It's still there, but just do it. You know, nobody ever told me I can't do this. And that's one of my fears that other photographers are going to look at my work and be like, why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this. That's what's in my head all the time. But 
I have so many clients that have become friends and repeat clients because they love my work. They love who I am. Just because you have that fear, just put it aside and just give it a go. Just do it. Because if that's what makes you happy, life is short. There's so much ugliness and darkness in this world. You deserve to be happy and do it. Just go for it. Do it and just go for it. I love that. And a lot of people do struggle with that and just taking those first steps so that they feel a lot more comfortable about being able to move that barrier that they have erected in front of them, whether that is artificial, whether that is because of other people, whether it's because of us, because I know that we can be even our worst enemies. Liz, I'm wondering, and this will probably be my final question, because I want to give you a few minutes towards the end here to share what your business is, where you're located at, how people can get a hold of you. Because I think it's really important, especially since you do some awesome work. Like I said, I was checking it out as you were talking today. And those photos are great things that people often need. With that said, I know that everybody thinks that photography is sometimes this overpriced concept. And we were just talking about this earlier with one of the questions I mentioned. So for those people that are on the fence about photography and just how the industry has been, because there are just so many people that you could choose from, and there are just so many options as to what they do. There's all kinds of different types of photo shoots themselves. What would you say is important for you when someone talks to you about wanting a photo done? What would you say to them is maybe some of the most important characteristics that should be drawn out within a photo? In other words, what is the artistic quality that you try to get out of the photo with a client that you could share with us? Well, with my photography, I offer a wide range. Some photographers just focus on one type of, I guess, genre. You have maternity photos, you have baby photos, you have family photos, you have boudoir photos. There's these different areas. But for me, I've done a little bit of everything because, again, it goes back to being that affordable photographer for somebody. Maybe, you know, there's a single mom who's pregnant and she can't afford a $300 photo session to get pictures of her baby belly. That's where I come in. I may not focus directly on one thing and get really good at it. I've opened that up so I can do a wide variety of things. When somebody first reaches out to me, it depends on what they're looking for. For example, I just did some senior photos, which was so much fun because it was my first ones to do. They were baseball players. Oh, wow. So the one, yeah. So the one, the first one I did, he was the pitcher, but I'm guessing he also bats too, because he did bring his bat, but we got to do photos with him and his ball. And so he was tossing it up in the air. I had him swinging the bat he was wearing his Jersey and whatnot. So it was really cool to capture who he is. I just to and, make sure that my listeners fully understand this is a senior wearing baseball attire, doing a baseball shoot with you, right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, that is incredible. I think one of my favorite shots of his where he was wearing his cap too. So I had him lean his head down a little. So all she saw was a smile and he held the ball straight out in front of him. So the ball is in focus. He's kind of blurry in the background, but I was able to put 2023 20, on the ball to highlight that this is the year he's graduating. Another one said game over. Wow. So, you know, fun stuff like that. 
and then his teammate, I guess, well, we were supposed to do his teammate as well, but mom wasn't able to, to get on the same day. And then as soon as she saw the other mom post the photo, I immediately got an email from this mom and she's like, I want to book you. And so this one, he's the catcher. We had his mask and I did a little message board that had his name and grad 2023. So he was squatted down like a catcher and he's holding a sign instead of a glove. It was just so much fun. The boys did great because boys are boys. Usually guys, they don't want to do photo shoots and whatnot. This is like, oh, my mom wants me to do this. I'm going to do it for her. (laughs) I was one of those (laughs) kids growing up, especially when I was going down the hallway to get my class photo, whether that was with everybody or getting the individual photos. The photographer comes in, sets up his little booth and you're getting a shot. Some of my photos are like, what are you doing here? <laughs> so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It, at the end, though, the boys, they were like, hey, thank you. That was a lot of fun. They enjoyed themselves because there was joking and banter and whatnot. The first one, he was 18. So he was able to sign his own contract. And I think he was pretty excited for that. In my contract, it states, you're not going to sell your photos for profit. I'm not going to sell them for profit. And mom was like, why would he sell his photos for profit? Where would he do that? I'm like, I don't know. Only fans, people like baseball players, <laughs> and they died laughing. <laughs> so mom was like, I was like sitting here thinking, yeah, how would she make a profit? And then when you said <laughs> that, I was like, oh, yeah, I yeah. guess I didn't think about that one. <laughs> and when, then when he was finishing up signing, mom was like, if you get an OnlyFans account, you owe her 50%. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Liz, your eyes just shot open when you were talking about that. And I see that passion in you about your photography. So thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing what you have shared. How could people get in touch with you or reach out to you with your business if they're interested in checking out any of your photos or maybe even talking to you about getting a shoot done? This is your time. I'll give you a few minutes. Go ahead and share a little bit about how they can reach out to you in your business. Well, I actually just got a website built. Oh, I love that. I'm always all about businesses with their websites because I had mine too. I can't wait to go check out your website. Go go ahead, share it for everybody. It is brownhavenphotographyllc.com. And I'll put that in the show notes for those that want to access that afterwards. You can find me on Facebook. Brownhaven is one word. How I came up with that too is my last name's Brown. And we live a mile back in the woods, so it's my haven. So Brown Haven, that's how I got the name. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok, mainly on Facebook because the other two are a little harder to figure out. I have the website. You can go there. There's different little sample pictures. And then one's for seniors, one's for family, one's for maternity. There's my milk baths. If anybody has ever wanted to get into a milk bath, mine is out in the woods. I fill it with creek water. And it is such an amazing feeling to do. I've actually done it myself. I had a friend take the photos because I figured if I'm going to ask people to do this, I need to be able to do it myself. And so being a bigger girl, I can show them I'm 270. Yeah, I'm going to put my weight out there. I am 270. So if I can get in this tub and look that good, you can too. (laughs) Wow. You make me think that it's not just about what you look like physically. Liz, it's about what you could potentially be in the inside. That's what's beautiful. And I love what your message is today, which I wrote down as it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what those struggles can be that hold you back. It's just about being able to take the wording 
of whatever is holding you back, whether you're assistant or aspiring, you are what you want to be. And I heard that loud and clear. And even at the end, just you sharing that experience with the seniors makes me feel comfortable in knowing that you are an authentic person. And Liz, I want to thank you for sharing your heart with us today and being part of this show. It was fantastic to interview and meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here and let me share my story. And hopefully I can inspire at least one person out there to, you can do this. Just do it. You've got this. I think that they will be inspired along with being able to take that first step that you've provided to them. So thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you. Again, I want to thank Liz for being part of Speaking from the Heart with us because she was somebody that reached out to me after I solicited for a lot of people to help me out with getting started with this podcast. And she was one of the very first that honestly took the call of help and was able to drop everything and have a productive, thoughtful, long conversation about her fears with even doing this and even being part of this show. Liz, when you're listening to this, thanks so much for being part of it. You did awesome. Speaking of awesome, isn't it awesome that we often have people that are pushing themselves to help others? Aren't we really impressed when we have people that are able to provide comfort and joy and inspiration simply through a photograph that can be taken of each other or even of ourselves, and doing it in such an artful sort of way. And I got to know her so well through this interview, speaking about her friend Corinne, and speaking about her teacher of inspiration, Mr. Worthing, that I felt like this was one of those episodes that I might go a little bit longer on in talking about what some of the things that she had said. So bear with me, folks that have been listening for a while now, about this awesome interview, because there's so much that I really want to take away about how we can change our mindsets simply by overcoming what are some of the things that might be holding us back. I love that Liz was not afraid of going into some of the things that held her back from being a business owner. I think for all of us, we have a struggle of thinking that we need to have a certain amount of money with a certain number of people, over a certain amount of time in order to do all these awesome things that we're trying to do. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. You don't need all of those things necessarily to start out. These are the things that often a desire or inspiration starts from. And having that inspiration, no matter where that comes from and where that time frame is, is really important for all of us to keep carrying forward to not lose hope when things typically happen when we least expect it. And I think for Liz, I know that she did not want to feel like she was put in this situation. I think that she wanted to overcome so many different things. But having that role model makes a big difference in how we develop and essentially create the best version of ourselves. There's no question about it. It doesn't matter when that happens, though. And that's what I love about the fact that even though she was going through school and going through some of the things that were being often teased in which she talked about her depression, she talked about the struggles with her life. One of the things that really stood out for me is that somebody beyond it all looked at her and said, you are worth it. 
And that's all it takes is somebody to say something of that nature and being able to feel like you are worth a million dollars, no matter what stage of what you're feeling, whether you are struggling, whether you are having problems trying to just push yourself forward. It's about keeping the commitment and never losing hope. And Liz's story is profoundly all about that. Even with the things that she has questioned about her level of photography, changing her title of aspiring photographer to a photographer, finding that hope through her friend Corinne, being able to bounce those ideas and share in the excitement of what this is all about, working through that fear and gaining confidence is what this is all about when we're trying to move it to the next stage. Now, for all of you, we know that we have heard this over and over and over again about all kinds of different ways in which you can build that confidence. And it's true. All of it has been true. And if this story doesn't resonate with you, I don't know what else might. But I have some thoughts that maybe might resonate with you. When you look away and you think that what's involved with something is too much that you have to turn your head or you turn your cheek the other way, I know that it can be very difficult to then turn it back around if you really feel like you have something you want to share, something that you really want to pursue. We all have gifts, and whether we believe in those gifts or not is usually based on what some of the things that we go through are often overcoming those obstacles and seeing what we are truly worth at the end of the day. Being able to see that happiness in ourselves, being able to see that we do add value to those individuals in our lives, whether that is through photography or whether that is just sitting down and playing some music, whether that is listening to a podcast, which I hope is speaking from the heart. But I know that for all of us, we all have different tastes. That is why there is variety. Variety dictates so many opportunities for us to not only be expressive, but to also be able to create options for us that instead of thinking that we always have to stick with the same thing because we're always going to have the same product over and over again, that is what is reserved for other people to do. In other words, sometimes having those options allow us to create the fantasies and the inspirations for the opportunities that lie ahead. We're not McDonald's. We're not Burger King or Wendy's. We're not Popeye's. We're not Chick-fil-A. We're not these local pizza shops that do the same thing. And you know that there's like 5, 10, 15 of them all across the places where you live. I get it. Those are the things that we often rely on. Those are the things that often we find comfort in. And that's what they're selling is comfort to add to the fact that we can have something fast, convenient, something comfortable. That's what the whole business model is about, and that's why they try so desperately that no matter where you're at in the world, it all makes a big difference in how we create some of that opportunity for us to be consistent, and that is what those corporations do. But Liz is not a corporation. She's a human being. It makes me really happy to know that as we were wrapping up our conversation before she left, because she visited my office to do the recording, we had a long discussion about what the importance is as it relates to having relationships with people, 
building that confidence to keep going forward and also have determination where determination is the will to move forward and do what is impossible become the possible. She mentioned about Mr. Worthing. She mentioned about her friend Corinne. She mentioned about her husband. She mentioned about all these people that surrounded her. While she also mentioned about the people that didn't surround her to do something more negative. I know all of us have that feeling. We often lose energy. We often feel like we are worth nothing. We often sometimes feel that maybe we shouldn't be doing what we're supposed to be doing, what our calling is in our life, because other people have already picked up on that. I've been there. I've been there too many times. Walking down that boulevard of broken dreams, just like the famous song of Green Day has said. But Liz decided that she didn't want to walk down that path anymore. She decided that she wanted to create that value, not only for herself by taking those photographs of herself and doing the things that she's doing for her business and for others, but she's doing it for her clients. She's envisioning what the future could be if we would be able to buck the trend. In episode number six, I talked to someone by the name of Noah Snyder who's doing the same thing, bucking that trend. Instead of thinking that it's all about value, let's add value by jacking up the price, giving people what they truly deserve in the gym experience, and he's absolutely turning the fitness industry literally upside down. Liz is in a different place in her life, but the principle is still the same. Those photographers that cost five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, I get you and I hear you, it might cost that much. But think of this. Think of somebody like Liz who's taking that vision, that journey of turning it upside down and saying, no, I want people to feel that they are content and happy and I know that they are not financially there. That's why I will work with them and I will give them the same level of experience just like they would get anywhere else. Liz mentioned to me after the interview too that she was feeling not confident about even some of the technical skills that she has to do her business. And I think that we all are very lacking when it comes to that. And it reminded me of when I started my journey of becoming a small business owner, about the things that I was unsure about, the things that I knew that I would need to seek help with and maybe even pay other people to do. But that's the purpose. You find the people that you know are going to help you and surround you and make you feel like you're a million dollars, while at the same time, you add $10 million to their wallets by doing the things that you love, you enjoy, you spend time with, and that you want to make the best version of yourself come alive. That is the reason why we do this. This is the why of how we can create your speaking voice into a wide variety of opportunity for you. That is what your gift is. Don't ever sacrifice that gift. Don't ever let anybody say that you're not worthy. Don't let anyone ever say that you can't do this. Don't let anyone ever say that you deserve to be stuck in that rut that you are in. Because let's be honest, you're never allowing yourself to be put in that rut ever again. It's all about seeing what is truly inside of you, what's inside your heart, 
and seeing that there are people that genuinely care. A friend of mine puts it this way. You form your tribe. The tribe of people that you know are going to help you, thick and thin, of helping you throughout the variety of different things that are happening in your life. And you know that you can lean on them, and they will also lean on you because you are part of that tribe. I don't know who your tribe is, but sometimes it's all about seeing and realizing what those goals can ultimately be to create the best version of who you can potentially become. And nothing is ever off the table. Don't ever let yourself be sold short. Because wherever that profession is, whether that is a photographer, whether that is an artist, whether that is somebody that is a journalist, whether that is somebody that is a business owner, regardless of what it is, knock that aspiring part of it off. You have what it takes. I believe in you. My other friends believe in you. My other listeners believe in you. Because I know that in your heart, it will speak the truth, just like Liz does now through her photography. And you are definitely the Mr. Worthing or the Corinne that we all need in order to become the best version of what we truly can become. Thanks for listening to episode number 24 of Speaking from the Heart, and I look forward to hearing from your heart very soon. Thanks for listening. For more information about our podcast and future shows, search for Speaking from the Heart to subscribe and be notified wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit us at www.yourspeakingvoice.biz for more information about potential services that can help you create the best version of yourself. See you next time.